we'll just worship him, worship him now by looking at his word. Amen. Um, this is a, a message that uh, I had for, for, for quite a while. And uh, I just never had the release. I never felt the release like the Lord was saying to go ahead and, and teach it now. But uh, I do now. So uh, it's on the fear of the Lord. Uh, it's been a real blessing to study it, and I studied it and pondered these scriptures and treasured them and pondered them. And uh, Lord ex- examined my heart and exposed some things because there's the fear of the Lord, and then there's the real, genuine fear of the Lord. Most of the time, we're fearing Him for fear, but we're not fearing Him for love. And I think there's the genuine fear of the Lord in the body, the whole body of Messiah is, is it's lacking. And, um, and that's a, uh, that hurts a witness. The Lord told me, he said, that hurts, that hurts a witness. Um, we, haven't, we haven't come out and been separate enough. 2 Corinthians 6.16, I believe it is. Um, so we haven't come out and been separate enough. People say, well, if that's what it is, I'll stay like I am because I don't see that big a difference. So uh, studying this for a long period of time really worked. The Lord really did a work in my heart to um, expose some things that were there that um, were, were a great hindrance, you know, uh, David asked for an undivided heart, a united heart in Psalm 86, verse 11. And that's the reason why he did it. He knew that he had things that needed to be purged out that weren't weren't pleasing to the Lord. Um, I use um, a book on Proverbs by Bob Beasley. Uh, It's called The Wisdom of Proverbs. Proverbs. I think there's one for women too. As I believe. No, there isn't one for women. I think there might be. I'm not positive. But anyway, it's been a blessing to me. And this is what he writes about uh, chapter 14 of Proverbs. He writes, four, four Proverbs in this chapter speak of the fear of the Lord. 14.2 verse 16, verse 26, and verse 27. The phrase, fears the Lord, or fear of the Lord, occurs 20 times alone in Proverbs. Just in Proverbs. It's obviously very important, he writes. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Can we define it precisely? Let me try, he says. I have created an acronym, F-E-A-R. First, F stands for faith in the facts. We must know who the Lord is. He is the God-man, the Creator, the great Judge, and the great and coming King. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is Yeshua, Messiah. Second, E stands for enjoyment. He is our sure foundation, our security and satisfaction, our rest and confidence, and our eternal hope. The Lord is our salvation, our wisdom, 
and our treasure. That's, um, I believe, from Isaiah 33, 6. We, we enjoy His many benefits. Third, A stands for active obedience. Yeshua said, If you love me, you will obey what I command. John 14, verse 15. We must desire to follow His leading. And fourthly, R stands for reverential awe. He is the thrice holy God of Isaiah 6.3. And uh, seraphims, seraphim said, holy, holy, holy. Right? Three times. Right? The whole earth is full of His, his glory. He is the ruler of all creation and we worship Him in His might and majesty. At its core, for the person who is saved by the Lord, to fear Him is to love Him. This is the first and greatest command. And Yeshua uh, referred to it Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. Mark's version adds strength, I believe, to that. And love your neighbor as yourself. I just, that really spoke to me. That's why I wanted to share it. Um, I'm going to give you quite a, quite a bit of scripture. If you're taking notes, I'll say the reference a few times. How many are, is anybody taking note? Okay. So you, um, first one is Deuteronomy 10 verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to reverently fear the Lord your God? That is, and this helps, helps define it, that is to walk in all His ways and to love Him and to serve the Lord your God with all your mind and all your heart and with your entire being. Deuteronomy 10, verse 20. You shall reverently fear the Lord your God. You shall serve Him and cling to Him. Expansion Hebrew for that is be joined, adhere, stick like glue, abide and pursue, cling to him, and by his name and his presence you shall swear. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 18b, the man who fears God will avoid all extremes, will avoid all extremes. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. Will be balanced. Balanced. The fear of the Lord balances us. Because most of the time in our human condition, we're at one end or the other end, I find. It's hard for me to come into balance. But the fear of the Lord enables us to avoid extremes. Well, I love that verse. That's Ecclesiastes 7, 18b. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 12. Although a wicked man commits a hundred crimes and still lives a long time, I know that it will go better with God-fearing men who are reverent before the God. It's all about quality of life and the fear of the Lord. 
brings a much higher quality of life. Isaiah 33, verse 6. And this is, in the, this is from the Amplified Bible. And there shall be stability in your times, an abundance of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The reverent fear and worship of the Lord is your treasure and His. So when we fear Him, honestly fear Him, it is a great treasure to our God. It really blesses Him. Uh, this says, I'm sorry, this is from the Amplified Isaiah 33, 6. So it says, there shall be stability in your times. I believe the NIV, uh, NIV says, sure foundation. So that's where Beasley, you know, it's just a different ver versions. <laughs> Psalm 25, verse 14. The Lord confides in those who fear Him. He makes His covenant known to them. The fear of the Lord brings covenant revelation. Wow. Psalm 34, 7. This is a real familiar one. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and He delivers them. Wow. Is that ever good news, huh? Psalm 34, verse 9. Fear the Lord, you His saints, for those who fear Him lack nothing. Those who fear Him lack nothing. Psalm 34, verse 9. Psalm 34, verse 11. Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is learned. It's learned. It's a discipline. This is what it is. Psalm 103, verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. Wow. Psalm 103, 13. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Psalm 103, verse 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him, and His righteousness with their children's children. Psalm 31, 19. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. It's stored up. Wow. Psalm 60, verse 4. But for those who fear you, you have raised a banner to be unfurled against the bow. Wow. Psalm 85, verse 9. Surely His salvation is near to those who fear Him, that His glory may dwell in our land. Psalm 111, verse 5. He provides food for those who fear Him. He remembers His covenant forever. Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Psalm 115 verse 11. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. And this is Psalm 86 verse 11. It's one of my favorite verses. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Wow. And that's the man after God's own heart. It's all about the heart. It's all about the heart. Psalm 118 verse 4. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. Psalm 119, verse 38. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Every promise is fulfilled. He doesn't violate His covenant or alter the utterance of His lips. Proverbs 1, verse 7. This is a very important verse because this is the foundation of the whole. By the way, the word for, for Proverbs means to rule. To rule. Without the wisdom, sin has rule and dominion over us. With the wisdom, we rule. Right? So, so Proverbs 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning, the New Living Translation says the foundation of knowledge. It's the foundation of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So remember I said the fear, learning the fear of the Lord is a discipline? There it is right there. Proverbs 1.7. Proverbs 8.13. This is a a very important verse also. Proverbs 8.13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10, verse 27. The fear of the Lord adds length to life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. Proverbs 14, verse 26. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. So, so to fear the Lord, it creates a, a, good, a stronghold in a good sense. Because remember I talked about it before. A stronghold can be, you know, in an evil sense. You know, if it's contrary to, God's, to the authority of God's Word, then it's an evil, in an evil sense. But if it's a stronghold that lines up with His heart and His Word then it's a stronghold in a good sense. 
Proverbs 14, verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. Wow. Proverbs 15, verse 16. Better a little with the fear of the Lord than great wealth with turmoil. Wow. That ever wise, huh? Proverbs 15, verse 33. The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom and humility comes before honor. That's a powerful verse. That's, that's one I always, I always go back to. I always go back to. Can't get in, we just can't get enough of this, this meat, this wisdom. Proverbs 16, verse 6. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. There's another verse on the fear of the Lord keeping us from... We're, we're going to look at a wonderful example of that lived out. I'm going to finish these and then we'll, we'll take a look. Proverbs 23, verse 17. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Always be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 28, verse 14. Blessed is the man who always fears the Lord, but he who hardens his heart falls into trouble. It's all about the heart. I love Solomon's words in Proverbs 4. Above all that we guard, we guard our heart because out of it springs the wells and the issues of life. Well, is that ever, is that ever wisdom? And you know, something hit me about Solomon. I just want to share. In 1 Kings 3, 9, I think it is, he could have asked for anything at all. And he asked for an understanding mind and a Shema heart. Okay? And what it dawned on me? He was 20 years old when he asked for that. He already had a wealth of wisdom. To ask for that at 20 years old, you already have to have quite a bit of wisdom. I would have never asked for that at 20 years old. Lord, give me another car, even though I already had 10. Give me another one. Something like that I would ask for. Right? But if you look at the beginning of Proverbs 4, when I was young and in my father's house, David, my father, said to me, get wisdom. Well, talk about the influence of a father, huh? At 20 years old, he asked for an understanding mind and a hearing heart that he may govern the people righteously. Wow, that was wisdom. He already had a lot of wisdom. And then the Lord just poured it out. Yeah. And gave him everything else that he didn't ask for. Wow. You are so, so good, Father. Acts 9, verse 31. Then the ecclesia throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. 
It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord brings multiplication. It brings multiplication. Wow, discipleship. Ephesians 5.21 Submit to one another out of reverence, godly fear for Messiah. And this is a, um, in the Greek, uh, reverence, the word is um, phobos, and that's where our, and that can mean to be afraid, terror, or godly fear and reverence. It can mean both connotations. Okay? Now, even in the, we're gonna, I'll look at the Hebrew word too. Then that has both connotations also. Okay? So that's phobos. That is where our word phobia comes from. Okay? So it can mean a negative way to be afraid or a healthy way to fear and revere the Lord. Now that's the Greek word, phobia. Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Solomon summed up all of Ecclesiastes at the end. Everything else was vanity. Everything else was vanity. What, what counted was to fear God and keep His commandments. I'm going to read that, I want to read that verse to you in... Uh, in the Amplified Bible. When I read it in the Amplified Bible, it just opened it up for me so much. I'm sorry, I will. It is Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. It's the second to the last verse in Ecclesiastes. I'm going to read it now from the Amplified Bible. All has been heard. The end of the matter is fear God, revere and worship Him knowing that He is, knowing that He is, that's part of fearing, that's actually the first step of fearing the Lord. Being convinced that He is. That He's the one true living God. Okay? Knowing that He is and keep His commandments for this is the whole of man, the full original purpose of his creation. The full original purpose of his creation. The object of God's providence, the root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun, and the whole duty for every man. For God shall bring every work into judgment 
with every secret thing, whether it's good or evil. And that's also part of the true fear of the Lord, is knowing that we are going to have to stand before Him. Okay? That's also part of it. But as I read that verse and I pondered it in the Amplified, I realized that without the fear of the Lord, I cannot fulfill my destiny. Purpose. Purpose. That's why with David, David knew this. He knew his heart. He knew his own heart. And he pursued God until that heart got perfected. He wouldn't wouldn't give up because he wanted to do his destiny in his generation. I'm going to go to Acts for a minute. Acts chapter 13. I'm not even going, Lord, this is is yours, Lord. Just, Just lead. You know what you want us to get. Acts 13, 22. And when, he, and when he had deposed him, this is Saul, the Lord removed Saul, he raised up David to be their king of him. He bore witness, the Lord bore witness, and said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will and will carry out my program fully. Alright? When our heart is one with God's heart, we do what is His heart. If I go to vote, I vote in the fear of the Lord. I vote His heart. Alright? And that's, and the Scriptures say that that's righteousness. So, if I'm called by His name, and I go vote, and I vote for a candidate that condones child sacrifice, then I didn't vote the Lord's heart. I didn't vote in the fear of the Lord. Amen? I didn't, I didn't say it. God said it in His Scriptures. If the whole body of Messiah voted in the fear of the Lord, it would just be the same vote. That's why I say the fear of the Lord needs to come really flood the body of Messiah. Imagine how that would bless the Lord. That would bless the Lord way more than the results, the good results would. If the whole body voted his heart, even if that person lost the election, it would bless the heart of our Father. That's what he told me. Because my people would be fearing me and they would be uniting their hearts with my heart. And that's what the fear of the Lord is. And David knew it. David wouldn't stop. Okay? Now after, the word after there, the word is kata, K-A-T-A. It, it is motion or direction upon or towards. Motion or direction upon or towards. Okay? To be like and after the manner of 
the direction, him of the, whom the direction you're on. Right? What did David say? Give me an undivided heart, right? Psalm 86, verse 11. The Amplified says, unite my heart with yours. In Psalm 86, 11. Okay? Now, this is very important. Remember what I said about destiny? I'm going to go over to verse 36. Acts 13, 36. For David, after he had served God's will and purpose and counsel in his own generation. He served God's will and purpose and counsel in his own David fulfilled his destiny. And why did he? Because he walked in God's presence and he walked in the fear of the Lord. And that's another discipline that we have to do. Practice the presence of God. Okay? Brother Lawrence in that little book, little pamphlet, The Practice of a Presence, right? I get that out. I keep it close at home. And I get it and I read it pretty regularly. And Brother Lawrence said, he made a statement in there. He said, if I were a preacher, I would preach nothing but the practice of the presence of God. It goes along with the fear of the Lord. Okay? And that's, we don't, there's nothing that we could do to them how hard we try. We can't keep the commands. Can't do it. Right? John 15 Right? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? So David knew it. He wanted to reach his destiny. Right? And I want to finish strong. I'm almost 70 years old. I want to finish strong. So, I want, I want to purge my heart. With that song... I will not bow down to the idols of this world. My heart belongs to only you. Wow. That's some song. And, it, and you know, for us, it has to be more than just song words that we sing. That's what God told me. You know. And He, and he deals with, Richard and I were talking. He deals with us all. We're all different, so He deals with us all according to what he knows we're going to respond to, you know. But the Lord's pretty uh, direct with me because I need it. I need that directness. And he says, Sim, are they just song words or are you serious? You know, but I am serious at this time in my life, more serious than I've ever been. You know, I want the heart like David ended up with. What a struggle, but he never, never stopped, never stopped. Just kept pursuing the Father. Okay, there's a few scriptures I just want to, I want to hit on the, the, you know, and you could see as I read through these scriptures, they're, they're for all these scriptures and even to fear him. It's God, not for God's. He doesn't have identity problems or an ego that needs to be. Everything He does is for us. The fear of the Lord is for us. 
Did you see all the benefits that every... That's why I read them like that. That's why I made this list for me. All right? I should have. I can. I can. I can copy it. It's no problem at all. But no, I realize that it's all for us. It's all for us. And look at the benefits that honestly fearing Him bring. And we, would, we know that we don't do it for the benefits. We know better by now. We're all older in the Lord. You know, we know that love must be the motivating force. You know, and it's very important for us to keep reminding ourselves how much He loves us. Okay? That's, I've, I have to constantly remind myself I'm loved with an everlasting love. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. 1 John 3, 1. We need to really get these, you know, word I lay up in my heart that I might not sin again. We need, we need to really build it up in here. And that's what we're always working on. But anyway, um, let me find that scripture. I want to read it in the Amplified. It's Proverbs 8.13. I love this early Amplified Bible. I don't think you can get them anymore. I got it all taped together and everything. It's had a little use. Uh, I always check, you know, I do a word study on it to see how they're doing. It's, I hardly ever, ever find a mistranslation in it. That's why I always teach out of it. Proverbs 8.13 the reverent fear and worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil, pride, arrogance, the evil way, and perverted and twisted speech I hate. But I love that first part because it's so crystal clear. The reverent fear and worshipful awe of the Lord includes the hatred of evil. Okay? I wanted to find an example of this lived out. Genesis 39.9 This is uh, Joseph with Potiphar's wife. One thing I want to bring out first before I forget. Four times in chapter 39, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. Four times in one chapter. Right? Joseph practiced the presence of God. He walked in the presence of God. So, 39, I'll, I'll start up in, in verse 7. Then after a time, his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said lie with me 
But he refused and said to his master's wife, See here with me in the house my master has concern about nothing. He has put all that he has in my care. He is not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept anything from me except you, for you are his wife. Now here it is. How then can I do this great evil and sin against God? He was in the fear of the Lord. He was in the fear of the Lord. It causes us to hate sin. To hate evil. The genuine fear of the Lord does. If you look at um, Second Kings, yeah, I don't know why he took all these notes. I, uh. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Let me go. Second Kings, Second Kings, chapter seventeen. Let's look at what the fear of the Lord is not. I'm going to try to pick out. Somebody wondering out. I'm getting there. So they're under. They're, the Israelites are in exile. They're under the Assyrian king. Okay. So then the king of Assyria commanded, "Take to Samaria." I'm in verse 27. I'm sorry. Second Kings 27. Then the king of Assyria commanded, Take this Samaria, one of the priests you brought from here, and, and let them and his helpers go and live there, and let him teach the people the law of the God of the land. So one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how they should fear and revere the Lord. See, it's a, it needs to be taught, and it's a learning. It's a discipline. Verse 29, But every nationality still made gods of their own and put them in the shrines of the high places which the Samaritans had made. Every nationality in the city in which they dwelt. Okay, so they feared him for fear, but they didn't fear him out of love. Because they still kept the idols. Okay, and that's still going on today, even in the body of Messiah. It's lip service. And I don't want to give, I don't want to give the Lord lip service. I want I'm, to the point. I want to finish strong. Okay, um, I'm going to jump a little bit because we're almost there. But um, verse 32. So they feared the Lord, yet appointed from among themselves, whether high or low, priest of the high places, who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. So it says they feared the Lord, yet they appointed. So it wasn't the true fear of the Lord. Verse 33, they feared the Lord, yet served their own gods, as did the nations from among whom they had been carried away. Unto this day they do after their former custom. They do not fear the Lord as God sees it. 
neither do they obey the statutes or ordinance of the law and commandment which the Lord, the children of Jacob, whom he named Israel. Let's see, verse 36. But you shall reverently fear, bow yourselves to, and sacrifice to the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt with great power and an outstretched arm. And the statutes, ordinance, laws, and commandments which he wrote for you, you shall observe. And that, that word there, you've heard me speak about it before. It's, it actually means to hedge around. You shall observe. It shall be a, you shall keep it so much that it's a positive stronghold. And do forevermore. You shall not fear other gods. And the covenant that I have made with you, you shall not forget. You shall not fear other gods. But the Lord your God you shall reverently fear. Then he will deliver you out of the hands of all your enemies. However, they did not listen, but they did as they had done formerly. So these nations vainly feared the Lord. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. And also served their graven images as did their children's children. You know, like Peggy always says, it just gets passed on. It goes right down. Someone doesn't stand up and break the cycle. As their fathers did, so they do to this day. Wow. And to this day, there's nothing new under the sun. So, one verse I want to read and just uh, wrap it up with. This tells the this tells the whole whole story about idols. And again, this is from. Ecclesiastes. And the wisest man that ever lived. Right? Nobody before you or no one after you. The Lord said. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. And this tells us why nothing else will satisfy. And again it has to do with purpose. Okay? He has made everything beautiful in its time. He also has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. And when you see the word heart in the Hebrew, it's heart and mindset and understanding. Okay? He has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. It's an eternal spot, right? Temporary things can never satisfy an eternal spot. And that sums it all up about idols. And it tells me to just give them over. Do whatever I have to do, work however I have to work through, no matter if it's painful or whatever it is, because an idol can be so many different things. It could be a mindset, you know, stinking thinking. We can make idols out of our 
mates. You know, so whatever it is, it's, ne it's never going to do it anyway. It's vanity. So, I just want to get rid of it. You know, get all the divisions out of my heart. And I'm working on it. You know, and this was, this, this study really blessed me. It really did. It opened up my eyes in a lot of ways, got my focus where it should be. Um, you've all heard me talk about David so much, you know. Um, I want to be called a man after God's heart. I'm sure all of us do. Um, I lied. One more. One more. I'm going to use this scripture as a closing prayer. It's short. I'm sure. Almost there. So, Father, this is from Psalm 86, 10 and 11. So, Father, you are great, you work wonders, and you alone are God. Teach us your ways, O Lord, that we may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite our hearts solely, reverently to fear and honor your name. Lord, we ask this sincerely in the mighty name of Yeshua. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory. You are great and you do miracles so great. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah.